I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I am here, I am fucking here. Sorry, two minutes late, I had stuff to do, I was doing stuff. If um, if I'm honest, I was busy uh, taking my horse down to Old Town Road, just have it looked at and that, you know, see if it take it in for a service and that. You know, I don't know, it's got a few more years left in it before I have to take it to the knacker's yard, have it melted down for glue. Putting a Lidl's lasagna, something like that. Oh, mm. oh, that's a good drop. Oh, lovely stuff. Hi guys, morning. Uh, the name's Will. Um, you can call me what you want, though. Um, you can call me Lobster Pappy. Uh, you can call me Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, you can call me uh, Dilbert Norris. You can call me. Um, just call me up on the phone. Call me a cunt. I don't care. Listen, guys, I'm just doing my best. I'm just trying to get things done. Um, fucking, what's up with Rupert, mate? He's, he's, he's not impressed, is he? He's got the crushing weight of the world on his, literally on his face. Christ, come here, son. Come here, pal. You're all right. You're all right, pal. You're all right, pal. Hey, easy. Easy. Uh, it's three minutes past ten. Uh, it's Thursday. I think I've just, with all these bank holidays, I just have no, like... Just no idea what day of the week it is, and I I would say now now though that the hangover has pretty much passed. I've been off the sauce. Well, I had one last night. I had two last night, but you know, it's it seems pretty much gone. I mean, obviously the sort of harrowing um, uh, visions of uh, Joe post vomit with it just festooned across his beard still haunt me. They haunt my dreams. They haunt my waking hours as well. Sometimes I'll just find myself just staring out of a window. It's like the choppers. You can hear them from Vietnam. Just <laughs> I don't know how I'll get over it. Maybe they, they could um, develop one of those sort of um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind situations where they can just come in and erase a few memories. Um, that would be cool. That'd be nice. I've got a few other things actually that I could probably add to the list. A few sort of embarrassing moments in my life, particularly my youth, particularly my misadventures uh, in the pursuits of attempting to woo women. Uh, never didn't work out that well for me for many years. Actually, there's a lot of that I'd like to forget. A lot of rejection. A lot of callous words from young ladies who weren't. Weren't impressed with my with my shit chat, with my poor hairdo, with my frail um, sort of string like appearance. I was deathly skinny until I was about twenty two. Like really, literally looked like I was dying of AIDS. I'm going to be honest with you, wasn't strong like that. Is what a, a sort of five solid five six solid years of basically a diet of darkness drum and bass and gurners uh, will do for a young man and they weren't impressed i didn't have the rippling six-pack abs that they wanted that's what women want isn't it they want rippling six-pack abs you know they want a man with a big rolex watch and a sports car and um, facial tattoos they want soundcloud rappers basically and i wasn't a soundcloud rapper i was just a two-bit <laughs> two-bit drum and bass uh, dj working in a soup kitchen no not a soup kitchen a pizza kitchen I did work at some place. So, fucking, what am I on about? Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, 
I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes, Threshold.fm, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. A um, few bits catch up on the chat uh, while I started. Um, no, the lyric is Old Town Road, not Hotel Room. I'm going to take my horse to the hotel room. That has a very different connotation. Hmm, yeah, nice. Um, was uh, Yes, Chode, the, air fresh- the Buckfast air freshener is now uh, uh, taking... A, um, a fine position hanging from the uh, from the wing mirror of my Nissan 350Z, and it has made the car smell significantly better as the dog goes in the car a lot. Dog rolls in a lot of stuff. She rolls in things, and then also I leave um, empty, well, somewhat empty, um, takeaway coffees in the car. Um, they're always quite milky, so the milk will go off for a bit, and then they smell for a while. Sometimes they get lodged under the seat. Or the best one is the old um, protein shaker with some old protein in. That gets works its way underneath your seat. That can really, really stink out a car. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I should get it cleaned, but I just feel like there are more pressing pressing issues than to, why am I fucking on about all of this? Anyway, I... Jesus Christ. Um, other bits. Uh, yeah, Joe inquiring as to, um, were the girls not impressed with your cat songs? Well, that came later. And yes, they were, actually. That It was only around that time after the cat song that girls began to pay any interest in me whatsoever. Um, so that would be my rec- recommendation for any young kings out there struggling uh, to find a gal. Uh, maybe uh, any of the incels on that. Really, the technique is to make novelty dubstep records, ideally with an animal theme. I mean, you could try the cat one. I mean, I've sort of already done it, but hey, you know, I don't mind. Everything's just a remix of a remix of a remix. Um, anyone old protein? Is that what they're calling it these days? Nice. Rob Humphreys, thank you very much. Um, look, welcome to Coffee Mains, everyone. Bit of a preamble today for no good reason. That's just how the world works itself out sometimes. Uh, minor point of housekeeping. Uh, the latest, the a new episode of Jungle Ate My Hamster is up now on Patreon. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, that is my audiobook, which I'm releasing as a series. I am serializing it, and that is the new one is chapters four through seven, uh, which covers um, our young hero taking a job at a truly terrifying double-glazing call center run by dangerous perverts and weirdos. And then there is a large, long look back over the beautiful summer of meow meow remember it with misty water colored memories um anyway yeah so that's up on uh patreon for anyone to listen to if you aren't on the patreon goddamn get on it uh for just five bucks five dollars a month you can get on that that's the cost of what one cup of coffee 
Uh, and then you get you get where you get all sorts of fine exclusive perks. Get to join the Green Gang, uh, which is nice. They're a crack splinter group of the Lobster Crew. Um, they're basically like the sort of Delta Force, I guess, of the Lobster Crew, the SAS or the Green Berets, the Navy Seals. There's a quite significant hazing. Um, sort of initiation process. Oh, it's terrible. I, I hope the mainstream media never picks up on this. Um, but, you know, we are a death cult. So, pff, you know, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, um, Dan Jemmy says it's a good listen. Top of the Patreon charts. Oh, lovely stuff. Thanks, Dan. Um, listen, we've got... What news have we got? Kids who vape weed are more likely to be thieves and violent thugs. According to Jasper Hamill here, and he's racking up 1.1 thousand shares on this one. So, red panty nights in the Hamill household tonight. Uh, man calls 999 because he can't get a gram of cocaine. Okay, yeah, I know. It's, well, look, what sort of mug are you? Everyone knows that a gram is actually 0.8. Fuck's sake. Uh, British Town, with no hip-hop links, unveils memorial bench to NWA rapper Eazy-E. Yes, mate! <laughs> uh, so this, uh, you may remember, there was a like a crowdfunder, um, I think it was a GoFundMe or something like that, going round, or it was a petition. Was it a petition? I'm sure we'll find out from this. But yeah, I think it was a petition that a young lad started saying that he wanted the memor- a memorial bench uh, in his park uh, to Easy motherfucking E. And they got one. It's New Haven. It's so good. I might go and visit it, actually. Pay some respects. Man. Easy E. Good Lord. Shagged so many girls. He died of AIDS. Outrageous. Uh, what else have we got? Scientists reckon being forgetful could be a sign of higher intelligence. Uh, for some reason, have got a picture of Corbyn uh, on top of this. I don't know whether or not he's supposed to um, denote higher intelligence or forgetfulness. I guess we'll find out. Then we've got Theresa May here uh, saying, where did I put those keys? Where did I put my, um, uh, I was going to say presidency, but that's not right. Pri- my prime ministry, my prime, my Amazon Prime um, subscription. T- uh, teenager uh, has 29 mag- magnetic balls uh, removed after putting them in his penis. Have I read this? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I wish I hadn't seen that. God. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. All right, well, I'll get it up on the screen. Fucking Nora. <sighs> Surprised they published that. That is narky. Obviously, it's in China. It always is. Um... Oh, wow. God, Jesus. That is, um, oh, well, well, we'll get into that again um, later. Uh, clubbers using party drugs strong enough to melt plastic that costs a quid. We had this up a while ago, but never got into it. I think I got put off by the fact that it's Tom Wood who's written it. Anyway, we will do, because it's been a slow news week. Um, cleaners reveal the weirdest things they've found at work, including a doll's house brothel. And a dead chicken. There's some good bits in that, actually. Uh, that'd be fun to go through. Um, we've got leeches. Uh, oh, no. I've just deleted something by accident. Oh, I bet that was a really good one as well. Um, we've got some rowdy animals, as suggested by someone on List of Mail. So we will get into that. And in terms of uh, footwear flingers, what have we got? Um, yeah, so we've got this State of Mind giant VIP 
Um, there's some other bits. Uh, I'm going to play another bit off the Cocoon uh, album by Posse and probably another bit off Prolix's uh, moody, um, uh, dodgy album. Uh, what else? Anything? Any other bits at the bottom? Uh, maybe play that Gridlock bit again. Man, that God, there's a lot of bits up for She Thrower of the Week this week. That DC Breaks remix of Airhead, Tantrum Desire. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, look, let's play this State of Mind bit. Uh, State of Mind VIP of Giant. Cheers, Squidge. He says that I am number three in his top three uh, coffee and memes presenters. So I'm pretty pleased about that. Obviously, Snips at number one, uh, followed by Rupert. Not bad, is it? Yeah. Probably the best I can hope for. Shawnee Simpson, they pumping you full of the good stuff right now. Get rid of the bad stuff. Pump the boy full of the good stuff.
That's giant VIP, state of mind. Sonic Brain is on the state of mind remixed EP. Uh, it's fine. Um, it's fine according to me. I don't know. Maybe you speak to some sort of conservative religious group types. Maybe they're not really into it. Maybe the Johos aren't into it. Maybe the Mormons thing is shit. I don't know. Maybe we could do some sort of academic study on it, find out. Don't know what would be the point. It's the sort of thing you could do for a PhD and stuff and then go around calling yourself doctor. What are you a doctor of? <laughs> right, cool. Thanks, mate. Okay, um, let's get into this. Kids who vape weed are more likely to be thieves and violent thugs. So let's just um, make some uh, make a hypothesis or two. My hypothesis is it is the weed vape that actually causes... There's a causational link between weed vapes and uh, thieving and violent thuggery, as Eubank would say, thuggery. And I think it's like one toot, one, one toot on your can of vape, boom. Uh, you're, you're slapping your mum upside the head and you're thieving. Uh, that, that's, anyway, that's my hypothesis. Let's find out. Cannabis has a reputation for making its users relaxed to the point of incapacitation. Uh, but it turns out that teens who vape the herb face a significantly higher risk of falling into a life of crime and delinquency. Okay, again, you could flip it around, though, that they were on track too. A life of crime and delinquency and at that point chose to take up the can of vape maybe it's you know uh, now they can use tiny vaporizer devices to blast their brains with cannabis uh, without generating the clouds of smelly smoke generated by traditional methods of marijuana ingest- in- ingestion uh, a team from the University of Texas has published a piece of research exploring adolescent vaping and its association with delinquency among 8th and 10th grade students across the nation. The research examined the use of vaporizers to take tobacco as well as weed. Maybe it's just the vaping. Maybe the weed's got nothing to do with it. Basically, maybe just teens who vape are absolute scum. It's possible. Uh, criminal justice professor Dylan Jackson said... Our hope is that this research will lead to the recognition among policymakers, practitioners and parents that the growing trend of adolescent vaping is not simply unhealthy or worse, an innocuous pastime. An innocuous pastime is worse worse than being unhealthy. Um, But it may, in fact, be a red flag. Uh, Oh, here we go. On an early marker of risk pertaining to violence, property offending and other acts of misconduct. Uh, vaping the weed almost suddenly makes you a Nazi. Uh, Jackson's research suggested that youngsters who vape are more likely to engage in violent crime, join a gang, vandalise school property, bring a weapon into the classroom, or run away from home. Well, where are the actual figures? What are the um? What are the what's the what are the risk factors? Literally, not a single no link to the study, no actual figures from it. Literally nothing. Nice one, Jasper Hamill. Two-bit metro hack. Uh, In a statement, the university wrote, These findings might be explained by the ability to conceal an illegal substance through the mechanism of vaping, which can reduce the likelihood of detection and apprehension amongst youth who vape illicit substances and thereby embolden them to engage in other delinquent behaviours. Like, fucking hell, I got away with this weed vaping. I wonder what I could get away with next. Tomorrow, light thievery, then maybe the day after, a little spot of thuggery. And who knows, by the end of the week, I could be detonating a, a WMD. <laughs> 
Uh, youths who vape illicit substances such as marijuana uh, may easily go unnoticed and unchallenged due to the ambiguity surrounding the substance they are vaping and the ease of concealability of vaping devices, which can look like a flash drive. This sounds like it's been written by someone who, um, who is doing an anti-drugs policy like in the 1970s. It is ridiculous. Like with all of these things, like when, when it's like the U.S. Senate trying to clamp, trying to like you know, have a crack at social media or Google or something like this or drugs. It's just like they're just like forty or fifty years out of date. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like it is honestly. It's like your granddad coming into you into your room while you're playing a computer game or something and trying to, to tell you that you're doing it wrong and explaining you the best way to win the game having no, never even seen a computer game it's pathetic it's appalling um in the report they wrote uh, uh, the author's call for more work to be done to understand this dangerous new drug trend god's sake in the report they wrote these findings suggest that there may be something uh criminogenic that's a new word wow criminogenic about vaping vaping seriously it is like one honk and they <laughs> one honk thievery three honks rapist like it, it the, but the vape itself is turning kids into criminals come on man um uh, but the, the strength of the relationship between vaping and delinquency is contingent on what is being vaped Wow, so vaping marijuana, bad news. Tide pods, good news? No, probably bad news, isn't it? Is there something positive that can be vaped? Like good vibes? I don't know, like a vegan vegan hamburger? Can you vape that? Can you? Um, with marijuana vaping being most heavily correlated with delinquency. What about smack? Can you, can you, can you vape opium? You can vape just about anything if you try hard enough, dude. Pathetic. Oh, I didn't have any of it up on it. Anyway, look, there's uh, a picture of a dude smoking a reefer. Uh, there's a picture of some ganja. Couldn't quite manage a picture of someone vaping Jasper Hamill, but uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Andrew Bonello, he comments. He says, whoever gave the go-ahead for this garbage uh, to go to print needs to be fired. Shaking my head. And 11 people agree, and now 12 people agree. Deary me. Cody Witchhelm says only the University of Texas would be stupid enough to think that this is a valid way to associate violence and consumption methods. I don't see too many gangbangers. I don't see too many gangbangers smoking vape. Uh, the amount of pens and other vaping devices uh, I've used haven't slowed my use on joints, blunts, pipes, or bongs. It's ridiculous to assume such thing. Things fools. Uh, link to the study? No figures. No horseshit. Uh, Daniel. Um, Cregan here, he says, now this is some bullshit. Thanks, Dan. That's great. <sighs> that is pathetic Jasper Hamill, one of your worst of, I don't know, at least the last month or so. I definitely get back to Elyon's big rocket. Um, right, yeah, man uh, calls 999 because he can't get a gram of cocaine. Was he expecting that? Well, I guess the police have got quite a lot, haven't they? Police have revealed they received a 999 call from someone whose emergency was that they couldn't get a gram of cocaine. Uh, of course, they've got a, sa a sassy social media post about it. Nice one, Derbyshire Police. Good to see you're on the case. Um, knife crime epidemic. <sighs> sassy social media, it's fine. Um, Derbyshire Police shared a story on social media slamming the caller for using the... <laughs> 
slamming a caller for using the emergency line for the wrong reason. Police, destroy idiot 999 caller with facts and logic. Uh, they advise callers to only dial 999 in real emergencies, adding that the person even went so far as to spell out the word cocaine, thinking the operator did not understand. A tweet posted this week read, uh, Remember everyone, 999 is not the place to report that you are unable to get a gram of cocaine. Uh, our call takers uh, can actually spell as well, so it was unnecessary for you to spell out the word cocaine. She knew exactly what you meant. Hashtag facepalm. Hashtag not the place. Hashtag definitely not 999. Hashtag broken Britain. Um, hashtag Brexit means Brexit. Wow. Uh, this isn't the first time Derbyshire police have received calls for non-emergency situations. A call, cent- a call centre recently received a report from someone complaining he'd found a hair in his pizza and wanted a refund. The operator, the operator said the call was stupid. After the member of public said the delivery company refused to give him his money back. He'd hoped that 999 handlers could resolve the situation. <sighs> I don't know what don't know what to su- suggest really. I mean, did they? Maybe it was a, maybe it was a dare. Maybe it was like a bet or something. Because I don't. I mean, really, perhaps you could be on some sort of really narky psychedelics, and that could cause you to find the police and ask them for cocaine. Maybe if you needed pulling out of a k k hole or something, I think that would be a reasonable time to ask. But it sounds more like someone was doing it for a prank. You know, a cheeky bit of skullduggery. But I don't know. What do I know? Right, let's get a few more of these bits on the go, eh? A few more of these bits. There's, um, what was the other bit? Uh, let's have another bit of uh, Prodix's album. This is called Unexplainable. <laughs> Big Jasper Hamill's in the chat now. Imagine if it was the real Jasper Hamill. So much to answer for. So many, so many crimes against journalism. Yeah, 
yeah, F uh, to pay respects. Uh, w for Warhammer. S for shoes. Uh, P for Padgage. And C for communism has killed over 100 million people. <laughs> No, sorry, Joe, that wasn't real capitalism. Real capitalism has never actually been tried. Uh, I was listening to someone uh, describe, uh, like, the sort of actual anarcho-capitalist sort of utopian dream and how that that would work exactly no state so no government um sort of anarchism sort of connect questioning the legitimacy of any any state or government which when you think about it sort of like you know yeah okay i kind of get behind but then what like what no police no no all sort of policing and security stuff will be carried out by private firms all right that that sounds like it would go well um, then you go, would it go better than the current police force? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. So, well, everyone would sort of be, you know, under... Everyone wants to live in a sort of safe place. So, you know, everyone would employ their own security. It just sounds like that basically wealthy people would just have their own private security force that would just go around kicking the shit out of everyone else. I don't know if it would work out. Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely a few questions surrounding anarcho-capitalism. Uh, anyway, guys, um, what have we got? Uh, 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 Kyle and Stevens, all right, mate. How's it going? How's it going, pal? How's it going? British town with no hip-hop links unveils memorial bench to NWA rapper Easy e Easy motherfucking E. Um, a memorial bench dedicated to Easy e the godfather of gangster rap, has been unveiled in a British seaside town, even though the rapper never visited. How do you know? How do you know? The ghost of Easy e might be there right now. Hip-hop fanatic Guy Stevens uh, first suggested a statue be erected as a joke uh, in his East Sussex town New Haven in a bid to honour the late star, who was one-fifth of the influential rap group NWA. Uh, but it turns out uh, he wasn't the only fan in town, and his global campaign raised more than uh, £1,500 from donors who backed the memorial. Uh, Guy admitted the statue idea had been a bit tongue-in-cheek and instead asked for an engraved bench, if an engraved bench would be possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess sort of um, aim lower and you're much more likely to get it. And I think this is, I mean, obviously, you know, a statue would be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, bench, much more likely. It says, rest in peace, Eric Easy E. Wright, 1964-1995. Um, the council admitted they'd never heard of the famous rapper uh, from Compton, California, nor of the genre gangster rap. Never heard of the term gangster rap. Seriously? Like, I'm sure, like, my grandparents would... If you went, Have you ever heard the term gangster rap? Uh, yes, I think possibly on the news at some point. Is that where they shoot each other? Um, 
Uh, a quick Google of his name reveals no obvious connection to New Haven. No obvious connection? Yeah, maybe look a little bit deeper. A, a quick Google. That's all you're basing it on, is it? Who's written this? Uh, Alyssa Menendez. Well, Alyssa, maybe you need to dig a little bit deeper. Maybe you need to... Look into it. Easy E, real name Eric Wright, uh, was a drug dealer on the streets of Compton. Uh, before being taken under the wing of the famous producer Dr. Dre and quickly rose to fame in the late 80s. Along with rapper Ice Cube and two others, uh, the five uh, the five formed uh, NWA and released the Straight Outta Compton album in 1988, uh, with the group's story leading to the blockbuster hit of the same name in 2015. Despite the lack of links with New Haven Town, <laughs> the council couldn't ignore the support the rapper's memorial received and said they couldn't see a reason why they wouldn't allow it. There it is. It's looking at a sort of nice bandstand or a gazebo, so maybe they should have like an e- a NWA tribute act or something. Come and pay, play there and um, christen it as such. That'd be wonderful. Uh, Mayor of New Haven, Graham Amy, said, Easy E appears to have led a rather colourful life. <laughs> Yes, yes, he did. You could say that. But if someone contacts us wanting to buy a memorial bench to their aunt, uh, say we don't ask questions about her lifestyle. Right, okay. Um, Well, you probably should look into stuff a little bit because I don't know if you've ever heard of the internet, but they do have a tendency to... um, uh, push their luck, shall we say, with this. Like, there was the recent um, Mountain Dew... Uh, decided they wanted to change the name or, uh, yeah, they were going to change the name of Mountain Dew or a specific flavour of Mountain Dew they wanted to change. And they (laughs) put it out on the internet and said, everybody vote. Everybody suggest names and then vote for it. And And after a couple of weeks, the number one vote was Hitler did nothing wrong. And so they pulled the competition. (laughs) It was like, what the hell did you think was going to happen? You were going to get a load of people on the internet coming up with sensible names, you absolute morons. (sighs) Uh, And indeed, Easy E is greatly admired in some quarters. There are clearly two sides to his story. And so the beautiful, high-quality bench has been erected in Denton Island, complete with a small plaque reading, Rest in Peace, Eric, Easy E, right, 1964-1995. Hip-hop fan guy said it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, the artist had been honoured almost, that the artist had been honoured almost 5,500 miles away from the rappers to home, uh, where only a handful of people knew his music in a sleepy town. Might do a little pilgrimage to him next time we go down to Brighton, go down there on the way home. He said Easy es daughter appreciated the gesture. I was even planning to visit the bench, but didn't realise it was in the UK. Elated <laughs> uh, his campaign had come to fruition, he told the Argus, get a gangster rap concert going in the summer. I want Easy e and NWA blaring out the speakers on Denton Island with a burger van and beer tent. That's the freaking spirit. Easy e died aged 30 of AIDS in 1995 and is known for such hits as Boys in the Hood, Fuck the Police and Real Motherfucking G's. Total cost of the memorial was uh, £1,177. And the remaining money went to the local HIV charities. Nice. Uh, guy's now hoping others pay tribute to fellow late hip-hop legends. He said, I'd like to see more benches dedicated to Tupac and Biggie uh, in neighbouring towns or even here in New Haven. Uh, or even renamed New Haven, New Compton. <laughs> Meanwhile, the mayor is hoping for some more British music to grace the benches of the town. Racist. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> uh, Mayor Amy said, I've never heard of gangster rap. The Beatles were more my thing. 
I'd love to see a bench with the plaque to John Lennon. Yeah, that's what we need. More benches and memorials and general, you know, things commemorating John Lennon. We haven't had enough of those. Uh, Imagine all the people living life in peace. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sticking John Lennon's name on a bench is not going to cause peace on earth. Hate to fucking break it to you, Mayor Amy. You're racist. (laughs) I'm joking. Obviously not racist. Um, that's a lot of fun. I'm pleased about that. I think this is, oh God, David Watkins of the Brexit Party supporters says, what a waste of money. Fuck you, David Watkins. Have a, get a sense of humour. Jesus Christ. Um, Gary Yon, never heard of her. <laughs> uh, big, a big pun bench. Yeah. Um, big pun, I think, um, was actually a bit of a monster. I don't think big pun is someone necessarily... Um, is it Big Pun or Big Joe? Oh, I don't know. I fucking big rappers. I've just, I've just got no idea. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Um, scientists uh, reckon. Oh, look. Sorry, guys. Again, missed out having it up on the screen. There it is. There's Easy Motherfucking E there on the right, and there's the bench. Rest in peace. Lovely stuff. There it is. Looking out at a bandstand. Beautiful. You want to get some plants in those flower beds, though, eh? Okay, now come on, New Haven. Jesus Christ, get your shit together. Get your act together. Um, Okay. Uh, Scientists reckon being forgetful could be a sign of higher intelligence. Uh, That looks like Corbyn wondering whether or not he's left the gas on. Uh, um, Right, guys, listen up. This is really important. Hang on, what was I about to say? Fuck off, Tom Woods. Oh, yeah. People who are forgetful might might actually be smarter than people who can remember loads of stuff. In fact, being a bit loose with your recollections of stuff could be a sign of higher intelligence. Could be. Uh, This incredible news comes from a study conducted at the University of Toronto, where they concluded that having a memory that is somewhat lacking is not, as you might previously have thought, a bad thing. Uh, Is that conclusive? They found that being able to remember loads of stuff might actually be massively overrated. Using um, scientific language there, Tom Woods of Lab Bible. Uh, this is great news for those of us who think themselves to be pretty smart, but sometimes leave their phone in the fridge or struggle to recall the specific of their latest Brexit deal. Okay, Tom Wood. Uh, I'll let Professor Blake Richards, one of the publishers of the study, explain. He said, It's important that the, br- that the brain forgets irrelevant details and instead focuses on the stuff that's going to help them make the decisions in the real world. We know that exercise increases the number of neurons neurons in the hippocampus, but they're exactly those details from your life that don't actually matter. Right. Uh, and that they're keeping you from making good decisions. Right. Uh, what they mean by that is the brain is fine-tuned to prioritise important information and forget the less useful stuff. Okay. Let's run that back through the original thought experiments. Let's say you're going to the fridge to get the cheese to make a butty. Uh, you're doing so. In doing so, you leave your phone, which might have been in your hand, on the top shelf of the fridge. Cheese butty, equal important. Mobile phone, irrelevant. The brain makes room for the things that actually matter. Anyway, that's a pretty ham and cheese-fisted explanation. Oh, fucking Tom kills me every time. Um, But the science guys have done the real thinking here. The point is, our brain might forget transient details of an experience, but recalls the larger picture perfectly. It's worth remembering, pun completely intended... Uh, that if you're forgetting important things on the regular, there's possibly something wrong. Right. The devil is always in the details here, isn't it? However, forgetting the occasional thing is a function of a healthy brain. Professor Richards continues, One of the things that distinguishes an environment 
where you're going to want to remember stuff versus an environment where you want to forget stuff is the question of how uh, consistent the environment is and how likely things are to come back into your life. There you have it. The best way to remember things properly is to not remember absolutely everything. Decision-making is better when you're not constantly remembering trivial details. Trivial details like your fucking articles, pal. <sighs> Why do I bother? Why do I bother? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, let's... Oh, the little, the little bits. What are the little bits? Let's have this posside bit uh, cocoon. Uh, this is called Double Mirror. Naughty little halftime number. leave anyone alone for two minutes the other debate is whether or not china is real communism Where's it gone? Come on, are you on here or on there? Bloody Nora. Reading arguments about communism, not paying attention. Anyway, listen, guys, we've got 15 minutes left. Bloody hell. All right, let's do, um, let's do listener mail. Send me any bollocks that you have on your mind. Send me any bollocks that you can find. Even if that bollocks that you have on your brain is totally a fucking insane. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so today's episode of uh, today's installment of Listener Mail, uh, which is where I read out any of the bollocks that you have in your mind, on your brain, um, even if it's completely insane, and you can email them to me at will at threshold.fm. Uh, uh, Mighty Danny writes, Hi, Rankin. 
doing that one again. Okay, that's fine. Love the station. I think this bad boy deserves a mention uh, by Mighty Danny. And the bad boy in question is um, in 1985 when a black bear found and ate 88 pounds of cocaine in Georgia, he became the victim of a powerful drug smuggling ring. Yeah, this is a sort of famous story, isn't it? Um, This is a long article. Um, Anyway, the long and the short of it, I believe, is that he ate an enormous quantity of cocaine, got unbelievably rowdy, um, kicked off a lot, and then just died. Strange as it may sound, this actually happened. Uh, uh, It turns out no one can ingest so much cocaine and stay alive, not even a 175-pound black bear from Georgia. Later dubbed Pablo Escobar. Nice. Uh, the bear was on an un- uh, on his usual walk around the woods uh, in Chattahoochee Okoni National Forest in December 1985, doing ordinary bear stuff like back scratching against trees, looking for food, going to steal picnics, you know that sort of thing. Uh, when instead of apples or a river full of fish, he stumbled across 40 plastic bags full of pu- the purest cocaine there was, and hungry as it was, he ate them all down, down to the last speck. Uh, that. I mean, surely, like a couple of gulps in, he would have um, started. Uh, his whole face would have been numb. <laughs> he was not looking for trouble, yet Pablo could not get enough of the star spangled powder. He died on the spot. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that, explained the medical examiner of Georgia's Bureau of Investigation, who was assigned to investigate after a nose-powdered, lifeless bear was found lying next to empty containers in the middle of the woods. When he did the autopsy, he confirmed. What was suspected? Its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. Uh, He said, opening the carcass, the animal was deemed to have suffered an uncomfortable end. Cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke. You name it, the bear had it. That's a rough way to go out, man. Yeah, how how many kilos was it? Uh, Does it say? 88 pounds. 40 kilos. That is naughty. That is too much. <laughs> you know, that is, wow. I mean, that is heroic, but yeah. Death naturally raised questions and was reported by every major newspaper in the United States. After all, it was the strangest drug overdose ever encountered. How did it come to this? How did the unfortunate bear end up coming across $15 million worth of cocaine? Among the first to report the story about the coke-eating bear was the New York Times on December 23rd, 1985. Interestingly enough, the men who found the dead bear with the emptied bags were actually tracking a drug smuggler and trying to uncover a drug smuggling ring in Kentucky. At the time, they were looking for cocaine that they believed was missing. Instead, they found an overdose bear. A couple of months earlier, uh, Lexington narcotics cop Andrew Thornton Uh, Andrew Thornton's body was found in the front yard in Knoxville, Tennessee, along with bags containing 70 pounds of Colombian cocaine and four grand in cash, night vision goggles, two pistols and a knife. Despite his privileged upbringing, Thornton had chosen to turn to a life of crime. He was well known to the local police and the FBI and the DEA. He was a former shady associate, a corrupt officer from the Federal Bureau of Narcotics who quit to become a lawyer and was now suspected to be the head of a criminal organisation labelled The Company. Sorry, I should have... Uh, the co- Oh, that's not doing that anymore, is it? Eh? No? Come on! That's... All right, Effect, effects aren't working anymore. <sighs> Fine. Whatever, man. Whatever. Forget it. Um, 
1981, he was one of the 20 people arrested in Fresno for grand theft and gun trafficking, as well as planning to import a ton of marijuana across the border. However, they knew Thornton had a lot of contacts, possibly including high-ranking government officials. Naturally, they wished to get as many of his collaborators as possible, so Thornton was allegedly released with that, but closely watched. In 1985, during one of his flyover operations, the suspected drug kingpin had a problem with the engine of his private jet and was forced to leave it mid-air. His parachute evacuated, evacuation went awry, so instead of a safe landing, he turned up dead in Knoxville with 70 pounds of cocaine as proof. He fell out of the freaking sky. Wow. Uh, cocaine is proof of his suspected wrongdoing. Um... <laughs> However, the police believed he threw away at least as much before he jumped, and three months later, George's Bureau of Investigation confirmed his, their suspicions when they found one very unlucky bear who encountered $15 million worth of the white powder. The poor bear can, became known as the largest consumer of the bluegrass con, in the bluegrass conspiracy, considered to be the biggest drug smuggling chain at the time in America. Arrests were swiftly made, and the bear was sent to a taxidermist for preservation. No one could let a cocaine-eating bear go unnoticed. Today, after three decades, the preserved bear has been seen, in thousands, seen by thousands. Kentucky has a lot to offer and even more to say. Writes, <laughs> writes Kentucky for Kentucky. Writes Kentucky for Kentucky, a company from a bluegrass region in Lexington that now owns the bear. Uh, they wish to spread good stories about the amazing place they call home. One of the stories is the undisputed drug-eating champion of the world, Pablo Escobar. Uh, who these days is displayed in the heart of the Kentucky Fun Mall. <laughs> wow, that does sound like a fun mall uh, for everyone to see. Brilliant. Wow, yeah, one absolute... Um, that is her some heroic stuff, Pablo Escobar. I'm very impressed. Um, Big Danny emails again. Uh, my, Mighty Danny, he says, Hi, Rankin. Again, with that one. Uh, further to my earlier email, I was wondering if you could do a Rowdy Animals feature uh, with Cocaine Bear and this nut job. Uh, keep up the fine work, sir. And the nut job in question is our friend Pig steals 18 beers from campers, gets drunk, and starts fight with a cow. Um, this has been doing the rounds for many moons. Um, I think it's um, yeah, it does seem to be um, does seem to be true. Um, I'll give you the long. Oh, it is actually quite short. Uh, thing. According to OutdoorRevival.com, in 2013, some campers were having a weekend of fun. Bonfires and drinking, pegging and figging. Uh, but they woke up during the night to find a pig finishing off 18 cans of their beer. No, we are not making this up. It happened. Um, apparently, it happened at a campground in Port Headland, Australia, where some careless campers left their beer out before they went to bed. Not realising the danger, they put their beers in. Uh, it was reported to the campsite owners that there had been a pig running around for the last few nights getting into people's belongings. One camper, who was set up across from the victims, said they woke up and witnessed it all. It was in the middle of the night, and... Oh, sorry. It's in the middle of the night, mate. And it was these people across from in cans, mate. And they got, they got the torch out, mate. Shining, it was fucking pigs crunching away at the cans, mate. By the time the pig was spotted, he was slamming down the last bear and ran off, according to a witness. Uh, he then ran off to dig through trash for something to eat. He was clearly buzzed to the point that he started a fight with a cow. Uh, a lady named Merida, who witnessed it, said, Then he went right at the fucking rubbish, mate. He's an absolute disgrace. He's a sexual terrorist, mate. To bother look on his face. Then there were some other people who camped right on the edge of the river and they saw him running around their vehicle being chased by a cow. 
Apparently, the pig showed up several nights in a row, causing chaos, helping himself to anything. Midnight pig out, mate. Um, after doing battle with the cow, the pig allegedly made its way to the river where he passed out drunk, laying under a tree for shelter. Some curious campers uh, who heard about the ruckus went to look for him the next morning and found him in the same spot and snapped this picture of him. There he is, clearly hungover. Poor bastard. Uh, as funny as the story is, it unfortunately didn't end well for the pig. It wasn't long before he tried to cross the road, still buzzed and hungover, and got hit by a truck passing through. When it's his later found out, it was him because of his unique markings on his ears. R.I.P. in peace, drunk pig. Um, please press F to pay respects. God bless him. Um, he is a true hero of the sesh and should be treated accordingly. Um, so if you have any stories of rowdy animals then please do send them in to uh, Coffee and Memes. Uh, that's the usual address. Uh, answers on the back of a postcard. Um, good. Well, listen, guys. It's basically the end of the show now. Um, got, like, five minutes left and, and all of that, uh, Tings. Um, just to let you know, again, housekeeping, new episode of Jungle Ate My Hamster, uh, which is my audiobook series, uh, is up on Patreon. Uh, if you want to go to Patreon if you're already... Subscribed. You can listen to it on the website, on the Patreon app, or there is an RSS link which you can put into any podcast app and you can have it as a podcast. Uh, all the details are there. Um, just go to patreon.com slash threshold FM. You can find links on the website on threshold.fm and on the YouTube description. And for $5 a month, you can get that and a load of other fine booty basically. Um, and if you contribute $10 a month or more, um, you get your name on the goddamn damn bloody mother-loving VIP list, uh, which is a fine place to hang out. And why is it always fucked by this point? I mean, Jesus, I, just, I swear to God, earth is going on. I swear to blood. I, my good God. Um, I'll find it here. Here we go. Come on. Come on, guys. VIP list. Simple enough, isn't it? Not too difficult. Bloody Nora. Uh, anyway, coming up at 11 is a rerun of Constrict's latest show, Incidental Sonics. Two hours of fine, fine, vibey business. So head on over to Threshold.fm or get on the app uh, to listen to that. It is a fine thing. Um, also, today and tomorrow are the last days uh, for you to jump on the Patreon to also get your name in the new app that's coming out next month uh, to be in the founders list. So literally today and tomorrow, if you're not on it, you ain't in the app. Uh, Oliver Hooper, Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats, Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bull, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lily Unsub, Richard Franks, Thomas Hall, to Chode Ryder, Andrew Heidelbeck, John Finnison, the BDR crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief Cooper, Kennedy Lightfield, Ryan Glazer, James Parry, Dave Thompson, Hannah Bartando, Lady Squiffington, Neil the Menace Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, Go, No STD, Justin Mercer, Rains, MC, Josh Williams, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Sheaf, Dan Elton, Tyron Wilmore, Mr. Pope, Doc Chris, Nicholas Lossie, Damon Rayner, uh, Chris Breaks, The Build, Carissa Barthelson, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller, D, Daniel Genvy, Flaxis, Alexander Cassidy, Matt Wright, Dylan Laws, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Corn, Greg Cornford, Grace Sellers, Dab Smasher, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, uh, Mr. Happy, The German Trance Overlord of DB, Ranking Makes Uplifting Vocal Side Trance Under the Alias Cosmic Waft, Keep It Cool Tall in the Motor Pool, but Don't Make You Meet Life, Nick Brock, Mustang Philly, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, Sam House, Hugh Danner, Sarah Hunt, The, the Hitch Muffs, Eltec, Will A, Ben Virgo, Den Tweed, Lupe Salazar, Big Wodge, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Nick Fleming, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, and Kyle Williams. Thank you so much for your patronage. You are all fine humans, and you will almost certainly 
be rewarded in the afterlife for it, whether or not you're looking for some sort of utopia, whether or not you're looking for however many virgins on a chain, or just... I don't know, man. Maybe you want to go to dog heaven. You know, all dogs go to heaven, apparently, even the bad ones. Maybe they're good when they get there. Maybe they were never bad. Maybe it's just our socially constructed ideas of how dogs should behave. And, you know, who are we? Who are we to label dogs a good boy or a bad boy? I don't know. I do think it's something worth having a think about, you know? It's a kind of moral philosophy I'm sure we could all get behind. Anyway, um, it's Thursday, isn't it? Christ, I'll be back at 3 o'clock for Rankin's Records. Um, it's just the best drum and bass vinyl ever pressed. Nothing more, nothing less, but it's a rock-solid guarantee. As I often say, I will fight anyone that disagrees. Um, so that's fine, basically. Um, all right, look, I love you all. Uh, hang around on Threshold.fm for Constrict's show for two hours, taking you through to one o'clock when you can go and have your lunch, okay? You can have a couple of jars at lunch, come back, you can have a snoozy little afternoon, listen to Rankin's Records and have a bloody good time. Um, all right, I love you. I'll see you later on. Bye-bye.